0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DW Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
1: 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Row. I'm Austin Ward, joined by Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. And Ryan Day was in front of the media with his first uh, off-season press conference for the Buckeyes. First one since the title game. Uh, a Busy 10 days. He spent some of it in South Florida, uh, relaxing after that loss to Alabama, then went up to New Hampshire to spend some time with the family, trying to relax a little bit while there was still a bunch of moving pieces going on. Uh, with players declaring for the draft, some coming back. Uh, a vacancy now popping up on the coaching staff. So he talked for about 40 minutes on Friday morning. Um, Burn, what was your number one takeaway? Let's remove Greg Madison from the equation. We've already talked about that. Uh, what else stood out to you as Ryan Day gets going here now for year three? I made a
2: comment after the national championship game how exhausted Ryan Day looked and sounded and like he seemed just ready to – put his head down for a few days, and uh, I guess the opposite today. He's bright-eyed, energetic, very on point, very um, seemed almost refreshed. And uh, I think that's a good thing for Ohio State moving forward because that season that just happened had the potential to really suck things out of people in a way that uh, you could have had a, a long-lasting effect. And I felt a little bit better today seeing him just look like himself.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're still not out of the woods here dealing with COVID. Nobody, none of us are. Um, but, you know, t- starting at this point, he's got the early enrollees showing up. They're going to quarantine for seven days and they can start, you know, workouts with the team again on February 1st. It's a, it's a weird deal, but, uh, you know, they're going to continue to do daily tests so that they can go to workouts. Uh, they hope to have spring ball starting. There's not going to be any spring break, so this will be a different change to that schedule, but they're going to have one. And Ryan Day is going is hoping to make that uh, as close to a game like environment as he can, which you know it sounds like coach Beak or that it's a normal thing everyone would hope to do in March and April, but that's not really the case because sometimes we've seen, especially at Ohio State and with Urban Meyer, where if you've taken two thousand reps, you don't need to do a lot in March and April. That will not be the case, I think, for anybody really on this Ohio State roster. Um, you know they're going to probably have three or three or maybe four big time scrimmages. To try and make up for what they missed last year uh, in terms of games and playing basically half of a season, um, but just getting to the workouts and just getting a spring camp are a big deal. However, Ohio State can manage it, so I thought that was important too. Before we got into any of the actual like personnel, you know, nitty gritty moves for the Buckeyes.
0: I think this spring is huge because you don't, the freshmen from last year didn't get spring practice. They really didn't get a traditional fall camp. So they're coming into their first official spring practice where everything could be, you know, pseudo normal. You've got uh, 20% of your roster other than that that's coming in for the first time and getting their first taste of spring practice. You're looking at, you know, I don't know what the math is because I'm not a mathematician, but like 35% of your roster hasn't gone through a spring practice. And that's a big deal. I think this is a, pivotal point for the, the program. And I think you're right, Austin, there's going to be times where guys who usually traditionally would take days off or would take, you know, some reps off are going to need to be in there because they just need to get these reps that they didn't get last year. I think this is going to be a really interesting spring.
2: You almost have to do it like major league baseball and do a split squad and just like separate, you know, okay, we're going to be a whole team over here and a whole team over here. And to me, like Ryan Day had mentioned that things are going to be done different. They're going to look at a different model for spring. And I almost would do it that way. If it was up to me, I would have two teams and have those two teams play each other three or four times like that. That's the way I would approach it. I'd take one quarterback on each team uh, and let Kyle McCord kind of do the, basically a, a spring game for an entire spring is how I would handle it, but I'm not in charge. No one's asked me.
1: So. <laughs> well, that's obviously where everything starts is at that quarterback position that you mentioned for And, you know, we talked about CJ Stroud and, Jack Miller having not thrown passes during their freshman year. We talked about that when Justin Fields made his decision to go pro on Monday. I mean, this is, this is the spot where all the attention will go because Ohio state is so loaded everywhere else. And obviously there's confidence in what Stroud and Miller can do, or else maybe somebody like Chris Olave or Jeremy Ruckert would not have returned, uh, you know, for another season. They trust that, that player, whoever it is to get them the football, but you know, there's going to have to be a good plan. And Ryan Day, not trying to name a starter by, you know, April 15th, not, you know, not trying to get everything done in the spring because, you know, his perspective is that you have practice one through 15 and then number 16 starts in August and you're going to evaluate from there. And we went through that even when it was Justin Fields, where he was not uh, willing to make a decision, even leaving that spring game, wanted, you know, more time. These guys are not Justin Fields. So you know for sure that this is going to go into August, and we're going to be talking about those three guys for a long time.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see what the the situation is, because there are times, though, where there's not a starter name, there's nothing going on, but the writing is kind of on the wall. And I think Ohio State will be in a better place going into the season if there is – some inklings of who will be the starter and not just take an open competition, you know, all the way into fall camp, because, you know, with, with Justin, you knew what was going to happen. You know, Ryan, they didn't want to name him the starter, but you knew what was going to happen. And all Justin had to do was take the reins and take the locker room, you know, by the hand and say, this is my team. If one of those guys can do that, any of the three can do that and really you know, make their case and make it really hard for Ryan Day not to name a starter in the summer or early, early in fall camp. I think that's better for the program. So you want to have healthy competition. You want to do all that. But at the same time, I think there's a level of of comfort that the Buckeyes would have if they were able to identify this is the, not the starter, but maybe the presumptive starter, even if they don't tell us because I don't expect them to tell us.
2: I think most people acknowledge that there is a presumptive starter. Uh, the, the guy that came in when Justin Fields got hurt against Clemson is the presumptive starter. I mean, that's it, no one wants to come right out and say it because you could be wrong or Jack Miller could could surge in the spring. And from all accounts, from anyone I've talked to in the last year, Jack Miller has, has been kind of side by side with CJ the entire time. And then you have a guy like Kyle McCord getting in and Kyle is going to surprise people and he's going to push that competition in a way that I don't think people – Uh, believe he can because he hasn't you know he has only been on campus at this point for 14 minutes or so Um, so the difference is um, Kyle's arm strength is is going to be a game changer for an offense that may be pushing the ball down the field quite a bit with those five six wide receivers you just don't know how this plays out Uh, I think that the the locker room C.J. Stroud seems to have sort of already taken on the role of like the next guy up as far as the vocal leader of that group. Um, but that doesn't mean if you don't, you know, go out and execute the offense. So um, I think we can all look at it and say, presumptively, C.J. Stroud is going to be the guy taking the first string reps heading into spring. But spring means nothing. Again, this is not Justin Fields versus Gunner Hope. No, all, You know, all apologies to Gunner and, and Chris Juggernaut and those guys. We knew. Justin Fields was there to be the guy. So this is not that situation. This is a, a three-man battle for that, for that spot.
1: I, I believe that C.J. Stroud will take the first snap when Ohio State starts playing in the fall, but uh, we, can, we can continue to talk about that for uh, seven or eight months. Um, Burn in terms of roster numbers, I know that you and Spencer had uh, a really informative episode of Talking Stuff earlier this week. Um, but set the scene for anyone who's just looking in here to what Ryan Day said on Friday, which was that he expects there to be room for one, Ohio State is chasing two. I think that you go
2: out and you say what you think, and then if the best players in the country want to play at your school, you take them all. The, 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 I mean, they're the very simple. They're, there's the belief, I think, amongst people that uh, if you expect less, you'll be pleasantly surprised, uh, as opposed to expecting more and being disappointed. Uh, the Buckeyes clearly are recruiting two more players in the class of 2021. One of them is visiting this weekend, John Davis the linebacker from California. Uh, I don't think you ask a kid or, or let a kid and his family pay up on their own dime to fly across the country from Southern California to 28 degree Columbus, Ohio, uh, unless you're serious that you want them in your program. Uh, they obviously would never turn down JT to the number one player in the country in Washington. So, however, it works out, I don't know. But, you know, there's also still the transfer portal out there. And there's a couple guys that I know the Buckeye, one guy in it for sure that, uh, you know, we talked about uh, in the dotting VIs the this afternoon linebacker from Tennessee, Henry Tototo. I don't know how to say his last name,
1: do you? Tao Tao, I believe. Well, uh, uh, the Buckeye. Spencer, I Spencer. He's our college football encyclopedia. It's To-O-To-O. Oh, okay. okay well, To-O-To-O.
2: The Buckeyes are definitely interested in Henry To-O-To-O, uh, and, and we'll see if that can turn into something in the next few weeks. There's still Paulier, uh, Neoteote that I've already talked about. There's the possibility still that Elias Ricks could end up entering the portal. There's still a lot of smoke around that. Roster management is different in 2021 than it had ever been before. The numbers are pliable. You can sort of move things around. It's easy to say we're taking one and moving on, but uh, all of a sudden, if you got five that want in, you might have five more.
1: It's yeah. a good thing that Spencer said he wasn't a mathematician. We don't have to go to him to break nope. all the math, math is stupid anyway.
0: But the thing about it is every year we get to this point and you're like, "Ah, oh, the numbers are not right. The numbers aren't right. And they always end up at 85. It's a pretty crazy thing that, that the program does. They always manage to get to 85 somehow.
2: Every program in America does. So I don't know why.
1: Well, they don't even have to be at 85 this year. Like (laughs) The number is not even going to be the same uh, for everybody, depending on the seniors. That's, this isn't the year where it catches up, you know, anybody choosing that because everybody gets that bonus year, it's going to be these sophomores or freshmen juniors and sophomores that might really skew it later on down the road, not the seniors, because eventually everybody's going to have to snap back to 85 and there's going to be, probably more players in the portal than there are spots for them at some point, but that won't really, I think
2: that's already happened. I think I read that there was like 945 players that entered the transfer portal between December 1st. And now that's uh, seems like a lot.
1: That's um, that's a crazy amount. It tells you how much free agency is about to come uh, to college football. But again, not, not everybody can move and you can't build a championship roster solely through transfers uh, Ohio state. Again, they've been very selective with that and successful. Trey Sermon, Justin Fields, and Jonah Jackson, um, they know what they need to to look at to fill the void. Maybe that's linebacker for this group when you're talking about those four guys that Ohio State is losing. That's just part of this offseason conversation that is now underway. Uh, Ryan Day helping set the scene on Friday. Good to talk to him and get some insight on the Buckeyes. um, Coming out of that title game and then looking ahead to 2021, Appreciate Berm and Spencer Holbrook for joining me, Austin Ward, to talk about it right here at Letterman Row. Stay with us for full coverage of the Ohio State Buckeyes.
2: It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to luckylandslots.com to play over 100 social casino style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today